I know many know what it is like to desire so wholeheartedly to operate daily and live from a place of clear and organized structure, to be so put together all of the time, and for our workspace to feel the same. I have spent majority of my years as a high school teacher living in the chaos, accepting clutter and disorganized mess as my company. But this year, this year I am committed to change, and so can you. Are you tired of teaching in chaos? Today I am sharing five classroom organizational tips for the new school year to keep you confident through the crazy. Are you ready for a more organized version of yourself? Well then, let's get started. Is your life overly overwhelmed? Do you find your peace in the middle of the chaos, driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day all while chugging your second or third cup of coffee? Or maybe you're the queen or king of long-winded to-do list and ambitious dreams, all while struggling to remain content in the balance of everyday life. Welcome to the Best Day Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, wife, mama, high school teacher, and lifestyle blogger over at Graceful and Free. This is a place to encourage you, to remind you, to reassure you that you don't have to have it all together. That it's okay to not be okay. That you can actually thrive in the state of chaos. That you can embody grace. That the ordinary can be the extraordinary. Here to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Are you ready to live your best life every single day in grace and freedom? Then let's have the best day, friends. Not just today, but every single day. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 28 of the Best Day Podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. It is Haley here, and I am so thrilled to be here with you once again, doing this for another week. I know many of you are getting back into the swing of things with the new school year, the kiddos squared away getting ready for all things fall. I am so excited to start transitioning into a brand new season. And of course, for myself, I am fully head deep in the hustle and bustle and absolute joy of teaching. I wanted to take time this week and spend a moment with you, my wonderful, wonderful listeners, giving you some inspiration for how to keep your classroom as a place of organization, and a place free from clutter. I know as a teacher, it can be so easy to coast through life accepting the messy and the chaos as status quo. And that's what I've done for so, so long, but it really hasn't been until this past year, this past year of balancing life as a mom and a teacher and someone with lots of different things she's very passionate about, always with a good bit on her plate trying to balance it all. It wasn't until this year that I realized some things in my life had to change. My approach and my perspective on how I keep my spaces clean and tidy really needed to be reevaluated and focused on just a little bit more in order for me to really truly live in a place of optimal living. A place where I could make sure that I'm taking care of myself and my family well and really making sure that my priorities were intact. Now, I couldn't do any of this alone. I am not that capable. I am not that talented. I 
am the girl very determined and incredibly eager to make all the changes happen as quickly as possible, but I can't do that on my own. And so before I dive deep into the episode here, I have to give a big special shout out and thank you to the fabulous Chelsea Jo Moore of the Systemize Your Life Academy. The Systemize Your Life podcast is a life-changing podcast that I have been binging for the past year. And Chelsea, through this podcast, shares practical tips for everyday life for moms, especially working moms, who are trying to balance all the things. In her podcast, the Systemize Your Life podcast, Chelsea is going to take you through practical steps of how to organize your day, organize your week, and organize your life so that way you can thrive in both your home and your business. Her episodes are full with so much information that literally creates change the moment you start listening to them. Not only have I been binging Chelsea's episodes, I've also had the privilege of getting to work with her within her actual team and through her academy and through some coaching and the changes that I have experienced myself through Chelsea Joe is incredible. So wanted to throw that out there because I have seen personal change in areas of my life that I never really thought that I could see change happen within the last year, all thanks to Chelsea. So Chelsea, thank you. You're amazing. No, this episode is not sponsored by her, but I just have to share praise where praise is due. And so if you are looking for another great podcast to put into your rotation, especially if you're looking for how in the world can I find more organizational tips, more productivity tips, if you're trying to really just stay ahead of the game and the game meaning, you know, the things we have to get done every single day to live a happy life, well, you need to check out the Systemize Your Life podcast. I will put the link in the show notes for you so you can have a easier way to get where you need to go to start listening to some incredible episodes. Okay, back to the best day podcast. Well, friends, if any of my teacher friends, teacher co-workers happen to listen to this podcast episode, I don't know if they do, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not really sure, but if they were to see that I, Haley, was giving a podcast episode on the title and topic of classroom organization, I think they may laugh at me. And the reason I say that is because the reality is for a majority of my life as a teacher, my classroom has been a place of absolute clutter and disarray. I would be described by most of my coworkers as disorganized chaos or the type of, I wouldn't say disorganized. I would say they would describe me as organized chaos. I have my own organizational system, but it might not look that way to the eye that is walking in on this situation. And I just got to a point where trying to balance mom life, teacher life, personal life. I couldn't waste any more minutes looking for things on my desk, looking for things in my classroom. It was taking too much time away. And so through a lot of the things that I have learned through the Systemize Your Life Academy, I have been focusing a lot this week 
and the past few weeks of the school year as to how can I take the things that I've learned about organization and time management and how can I apply that to my classroom? How can I apply that to the space that I live in and work in pretty much daily during the school year, right? My classroom, as I'm sure your classroom is too, is a home away from home. That's where we spend lots of hours. We pour so much of ourselves, our energy into this space. And so it really needs to be a place that is organized and clear to allow us to be the best type of person and to be the optimal teacher that we are created and designed to be. So what I really want to be honest about before I share with you the five tips to really setting your classroom up for organized success, the first thing I really want to share is kind of awkward and embarrassing, but usually when I have to have a sub come cover my class and really it wasn't until the last year when my son was in daycare that I needed to rely on subs a lot. And the reality is anytime a sub would come into my classroom the next day, I would have to spend probably a full hour of dedicated time in my classroom completely devoted to getting my classroom ready for a sub. And I'm not talking about lesson plans. I'm not talking about a sub folder here. This is not even that, right? I would have to spend extra time creating the sub folder, extra time creating the sub plans. I'm just talking about my actual space. I'm talking about my desk. I'm talking about organizing the table next to my desk and having to spend probably a full hour doing things that were totally extra tasks just to get my classroom in a place of, okay, I feel I feel okay to let somebody else, another human being, into my space. Now, largely it was out of respect because I did not want somebody else coming into my classroom, sitting on my desk, having to find their way through a mess. I did not want them to be grossed out sitting there thinking, okay, why are all these sticky notes everywhere? What's going on? What is taking place? So that just became a thing. Like if I knew I needed a sub, it was like, okay, well, great. Now I have to spend an extra hour getting my room ready and then add in with a sick baby the whole past year. Now again, right? Daycare. If your little one goes to daycare, so many wonderful benefits that we love, but one of the hard challenges is you just get a lot of daycare sickness and while their immune systems are building up, it can really take a toll on the whole family. And there were a lot of days where I had to last minute get a sub for the next day. And so there was probably five different occasions the last school year, which really was only October, the end of October through May, because I was on maternity leave from August through October 24th. There were probably five separate occasions where I would pick up McRae go with him, take him back to my classroom and have to clean and organize my classroom for a sub for the next day. Or I would wait until my husband was done working and then he would hang out with McRae while I would drive to the classroom, you know, 30 minutes to school to get everything set up. So I've realized that's not sustainable. I realized that I can't keep doing that. And I really just need to, to be a better teacher in person, operate from a better place of more organized structure within my classroom. So This episode, not only is this hopefully to you, to encourage you, to help give you tactical tools to keep your space organized, but it's also for me. And while I do feel pretty proud of myself for the first four weeks of the school year, being in a place where I 
can leave my classroom every day and smile knowing that things are where they're supposed to be. And when I arrive the next morning, I still smile because I'm like, whoa, look, my desk is still clean. I had a coworker walk into my classroom the first week of school, looked at my desk and said, hmm, I wonder how long this is going to look like this. And I said, I am changed. It will continue to look like this the rest of the semester. So that's what this episode is all about. Five tips for you on how to keep your classroom organized for the school year. Now, if you are listening to this and you are thinking, well, you see, this is great. I love this, but I don't have a classroom to organize. A lot of these tips can also be used for your own workspace or your own office or a great way to take a organizational system to the space where your kids are doing homework when they come home from school. So while this very much though is very helpful for my teachers out there, it does have a little bit of negative wisdom for just general organization in general. Okay, let's dive on in. Here we go. Tip number one, figure out what causes you the most clutter and start there. Anytime you're trying to organize any space, you really need to evaluate the situation and think, what is actually causing me clutter? Where is the mess beginning? And once you figure out where the mess is beginning, start there to fix it, okay? So within my classroom space, the thing that is always everywhere or sometimes misplaced, it's student work. You get a lot of student work coming in, things that you have to grade, things you have to file, things you have to pass back. And where in the world does this need to go? It sits in the corner of my desk and then the pile stacks up or half of the stack goes in my book bag and it sits in my book bag for two weeks driving here and there everywhere until I finally grade the things. But to start out to organize your classroom, you really need to figure out what causes you the most clutter and start there. So whether that is your resource library, whether that is your student supply work, whether that is your own teacher pens, whatever it is, figure out what is causing you the most chaos, the most clutter, and start tuning into that and figuring out how can I organize this in a way that makes more sense. Tip number two, this is key. In order to have a really organized classroom space, everything must have a specific place. You need to know where things go. If things don't have a specific place, well, then they're just going to be messy. All right. So see if you need to either get rid of it or create a new little section of organization within your space. But everything needs to have a specific place. I'm talking about copies. Do you have handouts that are about to be handed out for the upcoming week? That needs a space. Do you have materials that you're using to teach the next day? That needs a space. Extra supplies, supplies that you have that are extra for you or supplies that are extra for students. That needs a space. Class set of textbooks. That needs a space. Every single thing needs a space. Okay, I have bookshelves in my room for class sets of textbooks. I have a bunch of the Target make your own cubby system shelving in my classroom. I have every single thing that would be for students organized in a bin. I have extra computer paper, extra notebook paper, highlighters, colored pencils, markers, everything of that category is in its own separate container, labeled and in its own separate place. I know exactly where it goes, so I don't have to worry about getting that out of its location. I have a locker cart that has six little cubby drawers in it 
in there, I have the little um, storage container, like kind of like the pencil pouch, the plastic pencil pouch that can open and close that you've had when you were in elementary school, but that's full with extra number two pencils and black ink pens and blue ink pens and, you know, permanent markers. Every single thing has a specific space. And what's great about this is I actually have had this system in place since I began setting up my classroom in 2014. And it's just, it's moved with me from the old school building to the new school building. And it's easy because I know things where they go. And if somebody needs to borrow something, I can easily say, hey, look, I have it right here. So everything needs a specific place. Number three, all right, create your own filing system. Now, this will look different based on which grade level you teach. And if you teach in the younger grades and you have smaller class sizes, this is going to be a lot easier to manage. But as a high school teacher with over 120 students each semester, I have my very own filing system for both student work and my own work. Within the first couple of weeks of the semester, I will create a manila folder for every single student. Now, I will usually do this on a day where my students are working on something either in groups or individually, so I'm not having to use extra time outside of the classroom hours. I will do this while my students are in the room working on something, but every student gets a manila folder I just change the same folders every year. I just use a label to cover the name and write their name on it. And this is where I put the receipt of the syllabus, the student information sheet. And then I actually will collect all of the tests, all of the actual assessments that students are taking. I will file them after we go over them and review them in that specific file system. That way, when a kid comes in for help, they want to go over something, I know exactly where it is. I don't have to spend hours upon hours searching for things. I know exactly where it is. Here, let's go over this now. All right, so you want a student filing system, but you also want a teacher filing system. So of course, within your own filing cabinets, actually take the time to figure out how am I going to organize my files? How am I going to organize my class materials? I will keep things on my desk per unit. And then once I am done with that unit, I will put the remaining materials in the filing cabinet. So I will hold on to the copies while the unit is happening. And then once the unit is over, I will put the extra copies in the filing system. I will always keep just one manila folder on my desk. I say manila folder. It's actually a very pretty floral design folder. I am a big sucker for all things teacher supplies and will always end up picking up a new thing of file folders from Target that are really pretty fun to look at. And so I have that sitting on my desk one for each prep, and that's where I keep my original copies. So that way I have an organized system of this is what material is being covered each unit. Okay, so create your own filing system, have a student work filing system, and a teacher work filing system. Tip number four, don't overcrowd your desk. Key to organization in the classroom, make sure your desk is pretty clear of any clutter. Focus on only keeping the things on your desktop that you actually need, right? There's a lot of things that you can put in the drawer. There's a lot of things that you can set on a nearby location. My actual teacher desktop, I have a pretty large, it's like a mouse pad, but it's for a laptop and I got it off Walmart. I'm going to link this in the show notes because it's my favorite thing on my desk in my classroom. It's super long. It takes over almost three fourths of the length of my desk. 
my computer sits on it, my mouse pad sits on it, my mouse sits on it. And it's such a pretty design that I really don't want anything else to sit on that space unless it's something I'm currently working on. So that's a great tool to keep a clean and clear desk space. I also will have on the corner of my desk one of those modular trays that's like a little stacking system and I keep important papers there. I have one for paper clips, one for my go-to pens. And so the key with organizing your classroom, you really just want the things that you absolutely need on your desktop. Tip number five, organize things by specific categories. Okay, this is where I have a lot of fun. And despite the fact that I've been called hmm, organized chaos by many of my coworkers, this right here is something I have always done consistently. Okay, probably to the extreme. I have within my classroom probably a total of 10 different mason jars where Each mason jar represents its own separate brand of pen and design. So I have my bold permanent marker Sharpie. I have my thin tip marker Sharpie. I have my paper mate flare pens. I have my paper mate ink joys. I have my Sharpie S gel black ink pens. I have my zebra midi line highlighter pens. Okay, now don't even get me started here on my favorite go-to pens for the classroom. That could probably be its own separate episode here because I am very, very passionate about pens. I love them. They make me so incredibly happy and I, I'm very picky about which ones I use. So everything is organized by exact type of writing utensil. Not only do I have my writing utensils organized super specifically, but I also have on my bookshelf a couple of years ago, I actually worked with Walmart for a back to school campaign and this was super fun. So I was featuring a whole bunch of these organizational tips that I'm sharing now. And I took everything off of my bookshelf because my bookshelf was just a chaos. Like there were books coming out of each other on this bookshelf. And so I actually started from square one, took every single thing off of my bookshelf and then rebuilt everything based on putting things in cubbies and putting things in little cubby containers. That way everything was based on subject prep resource. And it's easy now for me to know, okay, this is what I need and I can pull it out. And it's just way more visually you know, pleasing to the eye. As a high school teacher, it's books for me. So if you are elementary and you have reading books for students, that might need to look a little bit different, but it's just a thought of a way to actually organize your bookshelf by category. Also utilize all the cute folders to keep track of all the things, classroom information, class rosters, the grading materials, and as many storage bins and baskets as possible to just keep everything organized in its place. Now, I do have a sixth tip. This is a little bonus tip for you, but a way to really truly keep your classroom organized, use a three-tier storage cart. This is such a fun addition to any classroom space. I actually have a white three-tier storage cart. You can get them at Target, Walmart, Hobby Lobby, Michaels. I will link a couple in the show notes. It sits right next to my side of my desk and I have it completely organized from tier one to tier three with my teacher books, like the actual textbooks that are my teacher copy, my resources I've used daily, my folders, my extra backup supply of pins. And then I also have my keys that I keep sitting right there. So I always know where they are. Okay. 
So use this as an extension of your desktop. It really allows you to keep the things you love right near your desk, neatly organized and close by, but you can also move it because it has wheels and it's so, so fun. Okay, the last thing I wanna share, because I have the five tips plus a bonus tip, but the last thing I wanna share with you in order to help you set up your classroom for success this school year and to keep it organized all in the same, I want to share with you the essential gear that I use for keeping my classroom. So I'm just gonna run down this list because I've mentioned it within the tips ahead, but I want to take a moment to just list out the things that are essential to keeping my space in my classroom organized. So a three-tier storage cart, that's fabulous for organizing extra materials and it moves on wheels, so it's super easy and fun. Pretty filing folders. Love the Target pretty filing folders that are in the Target office supply section. It's like $4.99 for a pack of 12 in different designs. Or I think it might be $4.99 for a pack of eight, actually. Super cute, super fun. And I just have a collection of them and use them for a variety of different things. I always label with the Sharpie what each thing is. Mason jars. This is a great way to keep all of your pins and utensils organized. That way, you don't have to have pins all over your desk. That way you don't have to have sticky notes all over your desk, right? I only keep one set of a sticky note on the corner of my desk. The rest are in my backup supply, which are in my desk drawers. Modular cubes and trays, anything that can hold the things that you need, but in a neat and visually pleasing way. Paper trays, I love paper trays. I have paper trays everywhere. I have them at the front of my classroom on the top bookshelf where I keep my copies for the week. I use them when students are turning in work. I have one in the very corner of my desk. That's where students will turn in work when they turn things into me. A wire paper organizer. So this is the paper organizer that's like a shelf. So you can have different layers that are stacked on top of each other. I have this behind my desk on a table that's like my second desk space. And this is where I keep track of papers that need to be graded, papers that are graded but need to be passed back to students. And I just paperclip everything, write a sticky note on it, the paperclip set as to what it is. The desk pad that I mentioned to you, which is beautiful because it just is such a fun way to capture the main desk area and keep your laptop organized to keep your workspace organized. And then a mouse pad. I love having a mouse pad and my Bluetooth mouse by Bluetooth mouse right there next to my desk base. So those are the essential things that I use for keeping my classroom organized, mainly the things that I use for my desk space, keeping the desk space organized. I've always had a very easy time keeping the remaining space of my classroom clean and clutter-free because everything truly had a place and a purpose to where things went. My desk has always been my weak spot. So that's why a lot of this information focused on your actual desk space. I truly, truly hope that this episode was something that your heart needed, that your mind needed. I'm hoping that this gave you a source of inspiration for really trying to work through the areas in your life that need a little bit more structure and clarity. And I hope you can find that. And I hope you can take these tips and I hope it can allow you to have a better day and a better week for this upcoming week ahead. Thank you as always for listening in. Your support means the world to me. If you loved what you heard today, if you were inspired by it, if it resonated with you, it means the world to me if you can share that you are listening. Just simply take a screenshot of this episode, 
post it on Instagram stories, tag me, and I would love to share it with my followers as well. I am so excited to do this once more with you next week. And until then, friends, have the best day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive vibes, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Podcast Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember, your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and in freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friends.